Hello, everyone, and welcome to the final episode of Season 4, Minute 96 of Season 4 Movie Around Minute, the daily podcast where we take a hilarious and poignant journey through the 1989 Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan rom-com When Harry Met Sally, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me to close off another season, this will be his fourth in a row closing off with me, is Jay Cluett of the Deep Blue Sea Pod and also of the Con Air Pod and a whole bunch of other things, but we'll, we'll, maybe we'll get to that later today. Uh, so welcome back, Jay. It had to be me. Thank you, Rob. Happy to be here. <laughs> yes, it did have to be you. You were correct. Very good. <laughs> so minute 96 begins with the credit for a huge thanks to Sal Horn and ends with Leo the Lion roaring goodbye to everyone. Or at least that's my interpretation of what he's saying. I don't know. I don't, I don't speak lion. Do you speak lion? I, not fluent. I think he's saying, like, go home. It's over. No, he's saying go home and come back in a, in, in a day and a half for, for, for a new season, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Probably. Maybe. You never know. No, he's, he's actually telling people come back next year to, 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 uh, to see Misery. You know, that, that's the next... Was it, was it just... Well, I mean, when he when they first started using him, it was probably a case of you can stay sat down. The the, the film's about to start playing again. Yeah. Don't leave where you came in. Take it out. Do what you like. I'm a lion. I don't care. Yeah, more or less. So this minute we're we're sort of cheating because we only have 27 seconds. So it's it's I That's guess not I, our fault. No, it's not our fault. But <laughs> uh, you know, it's the way it is. I mean, you know, last season we we did a minute and something, and today we're doing it the other way. Uh, around so this this way everyone can come listen to us you know on this uh, lovely Saturday morning and and listening to you know another episode instead of you know crunching it together with, with yesterday's episode so you know as always we'll we'll first talk about uh, this minute which there isn't that much to talk about you know we you know I I like the fact that it does have the special thanks to Salhorn for his inspiration here you know I've I've read a little bit about the you know the meeting between Rob Reiner and uh, you know Sal Horn and Alan Horn, which which brought this whole idea together. Uh, Rob Reiner wanted to hire Nora Ephron to to write a different type of movie, and you know the the two of them just started talking, and they came up with this idea based on something that Rob Reiner had you know had happened to him not long beforehand. You know, he was, again, I, I remember on the first episode, you, you, you brought a different perspective on this, Jay. Somehow, Rob Reiner was in a place with Alan Horn. Maybe it was at a party. Maybe it was at their house. I, I don't, I'm, it's never really clear exactly where this took place. But um, basically, they happened to bring up the idea of, you know, how people uh, met. And... Basically, Rob Reiner then threw threw the ball to Sal Horn and said, "Hey, how did you meet your wife?" You know, and Sal Horn must have been, you know, a man in his sixties, uh, seventies, if not later, at that point. And he, he, Rob Reiner describes it that, you know, his his eyes lit up as he told the story. Now we we see this story of how Sal Horn met his wife. You know, that's the first documentary couple at the beginning of the movie. So again, we're talking maybe. 30 seconds or whatever it is to tell the story on film, you know, but he said that, that, that he saw his eyes light up to be able to tell, you know, his unique story of the whole thing. And that sparked something in Rob Reiner that he wanted to 
you know, it's, it started giving him ideas. You know, he had just, uh, he was married to Penny Marshall for, for many years. And then I think they were at this point, maybe divorced already for 10 years, you know, and he didn't, he was back in the single mode, you know, didn't, didn't see any, you know, potential marriage in the future or anything like that. So he, it got him thinking about this whole thing. And then when he had this meeting, uh, a few days, weeks, months later with, uh, with Nora Ephron. So, you know, he said, well, what about doing something like this? And he said, how about, you know, two people who, who meet in some strange way. And then, you know, they started working on the whole idea and Nora thought it was a great idea. And the two of them, you know, eventually, you know, uh, sat down and created the whole outline of this movie, which in the, in the original aspect of the movie, the Harry and Sally were not going to get together at the end of the movie. And only, you know, during the course of filming, when uh, Rob Reiner then met his his future next wife, uh, who he was introduced to by Barry Seinfeld, who was who was the DP, then he started thinking, well, maybe we should try and have them get together. And then they worked that out also in the script, you know, and that that's how the whole thing. So, I mean, I love the fact that this whole movie. The basis of it came from a small little conversation. And then I just I just kind of checked into her CV and I, I forgot that she wrote Silkwood. Yes. Uh, early on, and then since since then she's done nothing but uh, romance and comedy. That's right. But and okay. so I feel like she she kind of purged all of her seriousness in the very serious Silkwood. And since then it's been like I don't want to do that again. That, that was too that was too much. That was too traumatic. And I'm just going to go and have fun with my writing. Uh, but you mentioned. Uh, uh, they weren't necessarily going to be together in the first draft of the script, uh, Harry and Sally. Do you think that would be a better end to the film? If no. If they didn't get together? No, I don't think so. Okay. I, dis- I, I disagree. I don't think it would have been as satisfying. I think that the fact that they get together uh, betrays the entire conceit of the film, which the, the what it's famous for is the combination of can uh, men and women be friends or do you only want to have sex with your friends? The fact that they get together kind of shows that they can't be friends like if you're if you're if you have a single if, if me as a straight male have a single female friend i can't be friends with her but like they, they get together i think they should get together i think the idea here was is that they they were trying to show that it is possible you know that the sex gets in the way but, but but it it brought them together in the end you know it shows that they can't be they can't just be friends I don't think that's the correct message for the film to be sending. So I think that it is possible for men and women to be friends without sex getting in the way. You do believe it is possible? I do. I have many female friends. <laughs> no, but it goes. I think it goes along the fact of, of, you know, are they close confidants? Yeah, some of them are. Where you will discuss intimate I, I, details of your life? Yeah. Okay. Does, does Asia know this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, my wife knows. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, but so so maybe that's just I, I I can do that. Maybe the makers of this film don't have those that kind of, those kind of relationships. I don't know. But I think that showing men and women seemingly cannot be friends is uh, not the, the message I think I approve of this film sending. So what do you think the but, message? Hey. Okay, what do you think the message should be then? Well, I don't think they should have got together. I think they should have realized that they were better off as friends. Why, and, why uh, do you think it... So how do you think it should have ended? That they didn't that it, they didn't get together and that was it? That, that would be just a very down ending. I, I, I think... No, I, I would say you end with him rushing to her at the airport, have given the whole speech, they get married, then you cut to their 
little to camera piece of like, and that's how we met. And then three months later, we realized it wasn't going to work. <laughs> um, and we decided to stay friends. And the camera pans out to their new couples that they're with. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't, I don't, uh, no, sorry, you don't, you don't, you don't get me. On I that agree. One. I agree. It's less satisfying, but I feel like it would be more realistic. But the the, the movie wouldn't wouldn't be as memorable, would it? I think it would be. I don't think you're taking away anything that's memorable. You're just adding a, adding like 25 seconds of filming. Uh, Everything is in there, stays in there. No, I don't know about that. Because I think part of the whole idea is, is that, you know, th- there is a happy ending here. You know, whether whether it's just a Hollywood ending or not is a separate issue. But the idea is, you know, that if they wouldn't get together in the end, it, it just would. I don't, I don't think it would be as satisfying or as fun. I agree it wouldn't be satisfying. I don't I disagree that it's not a happy ending. But it but it wouldn't be as memorable from that same reason. I think it would be just as memorable for a different reason. That it's a rom com where they don't end up together. Well, okay, you can use that as a as as a springboard for they've tried many rom coms after after that where they don't get together and I don't think any of those are as satisfying. Can you think of one that jumps out at you that you would say, Okay, this is a great rom com even though they don't get together at the end? I don't think there are many great rom-coms, uh, but you've I mean, given me breakup. I remember. Okay, yeah, I can go back and tell you what they were. You I know. can't remember what they are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gave you ten actually. Uh, if I recall, you might have uh, given but, me like, ten, but but we only used uh, you know, in the okay. only only five of them count. Okay. Uh, All right. Okay. So you have, I have the, the, you have four the weddings, breakup. four weddings and a funeral, which okay. you know that they get together. They do get together. Okay. Cra- probably does stay together. Right. Crazy stupid love. They get together. Two couples get together. Okay. Yeah. Romance and cigarettes. Oh, I can't remember how that ends. Neither can I. <laughs> uh, Love Actually. <laughs> a lot of people get together. Yep, some that shouldn't. Okay, that's true. But, uh, you know. <laughs> and About Time. They stay together. Yeah. All right, so there you go. See, so those those right. are theoretically, you know, uh, four months ago, five months ago, those were your f- top five uh, traditional rom-coms. I know you had the, the list of the non-traditional ones, which um, I don't have a copy of. I probably could, could find it if I really was willing to look for it. But, I've got it written down somewhere, yeah, we, but I have no idea what Right, exactly. But the bottom line is, is that, that, you know, I don't think there are as many successful rom-coms where the couple don't get together at the end. The only one I can think of is the breakup, which is about a couple not not being together. Correct. I, I was thinking about that movie also, but that that's that's like the opposite. That's like a backwards uh, rom com. Yeah, that's when when Vince left Jennifer. Yeah, something like that. I assume they had character names, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston. That's true. Uh, I, I I just I just think that it would be every every aspect of the film would still be there, but you'd, you'd I'm not going to die on this hill. This isn't like my my. I hate this film because of this. This is just off the back of what you, you said about they, they weren't going to be together in, in the initial script. I think they should have stuck with that. Right. Okay. I, I think, yeah. Right. What can you do? That's the way it is. <laughs> this this is the movie that they gave us for better for worse. Whether whether it's yep. right or wrong, we, we'll absolutely we'll we can debate. You know, for for a quite a long time. But the bottom line is, is that the movie works the way that it the, the way that it comes. You know, I I don't think 
you know, you, you might say that maybe it would have been better if they didn't get together, but do you think it's bad that they got together in the end? Do you think it makes the movie less, I, less I uh, memorable or less enjoyable? No, not at all. Not at all. I just think it goes against the, that initial premise, which is fine. Ah, okay. All right. It, so it goes against the original premise, but again, you, you got to take into consideration that Rob Reiner went through a change in his life while he was making the movie, and that made him, you know, uh, it, it gave him, uh, uh, was it rose-colored glasses? I think that's what, how you would call it. Yeah. You know, so he was looking at it a little differently. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. You know, I've I've mentioned many times over the over the course of this entire season that there are. You know, we have all of these different uh, documentary couples, and the only two that we know the true story, that we know who they're based on, is the first one with Sal Horn, and then the the summer camp ones, which are uh, Nora Ephron's parents. I've scoured the internet trying to find information about the others, and all I could find was is that they're people that Nora Ephron or Rob Reiner knew, and that was it. You know, I couldn't get any substantial, which which I'm a little disappointed about. Because it would have been so much more interesting to know who each of these uh, stories is, is told about. You know, that we were saying, oh, this was uh, Rob Reiner's first cousin, or this was, you know, it doesn't, doesn't really matter who. It's all going to be people that the audience doesn't know. The audience doesn't know Sal Horn or doesn't know Nora Ephron's parents. You know, we don't know either of them. This like, is the point, the point I'm trying to make, where the watchers of the film, like, every time I watched this film prior to uh, for this podcast, I didn't know that that was who the first couple were based on. Ah, it and didn't it didn't make a difference. Right, of course not. not. It, does, it doesn't yeah. take away from it, but I think it adds to it to know. No, it's just interesting for the purposes of a podcast. No. Could be. That could be what, what what it comes down to. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that one. <laughs> yes, that, that, that helps for those of us who, who actually care. <laughs> Basically... Uh, the the rest of this minute is just the very or the rest of this twenty seven seconds is just the very tail end of the credits. You know we have the uh, you know that the soundtracks available on records, cassettes, and compact discs. Which I assume that today they no longer write all of that. They probably just say you can download it at uh, you know http uh, slash. No, they probably just say you can get it on iTunes or something <laughs> like that. You know, or Apple. Scan this QR code. Yeah, exactly. Okay, scan, scan the code before it disappears. It's gone. You've missed it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but what I found really interesting was, you know, they, they usually have the disclaimer at the end of the movie, you know, about the, the characters and incidents, you know, they're, that if they're based on anyone real or whatever. But they say something very, very strange here. It says here, the characters and incidents portrayed and the names used herein are fictitious and any similarity to the name character or biography of any person is purely coincidental and unintentional. So... You know the fact that they add the word in there by, that it's it's not related to biography of anybody. Yeah. You know, even though again, as we just I, mentioned, at least two of the stories here are based on real biographies. You know, of how people met. <laughs> yeah, it, it's all just the lawyers probably suggested put that in there. For, it's it's lawyer mumbo jumbo. For sure. No, for sure. I mean, yeah. I, it's I I know that. I just thought it was interesting. I I never I, you know. I've never paid enough attention to see if it says also biography of, a, of any person. You know, I, I think it would have just been, I know that's in every film. It could be, but I, I assume that the, you know, saying the name and character of any person is purely coincidental, that should already, you know, clarify that, okay, we don't care about the, you know, we don't need to go into detail about the biography of that person either. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that I don't know. 
but whatever. It's it's a fun thing to to to, to see. Um, and then uh, you know we get the the copyright 1989 Castle Rock Entertainment. Jay and I discussed that uh, in detail <laughs> back on episode one. You know, 90, 95 episodes ago. Uh, then we have a Columbia Pictures release, and then the screen fades to black, and then we have just three seconds of the lion roaring once again. Uh, you know, and anyone you know can 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 uh, interpret that however they want. <laughs> you know, like like Jay and I tried at. At the beginning of this episode, but whether it worked or not yeah. doesn't really make a difference. For, if anyone out there speaks lion, feel free to tell us. You know how Simba, if you're listening. That's right. Mufasa. That's right. I love filmed lions. A uh, Leo. There you go. <laughs> there we go. Leo the lion. I'm a Leo. Yes, you are. So, but but you can't speak lion, so that's or you said you're not fluent in lion. Excuse me. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a failure as a leader. I didn't say you're a failure. I just, uh, you know, you're... you're... <laughs> I just... <laughs> ah, okay. Well... You're the only one who did. Okay. <laughs> All right. That, that's fair then. You know, if, 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 if that's the way you want to look at it, then that's okay. <laughs> All right. So now we, we get to part of the fun part of the show where everyone gets to first hear, uh, you know, my top fives of the three top fives that we did uh, over the course of, of this season, you know, we have Meg Ryan Monday, like Harry Burns, everyone. that's right, Harry Burns Hump Day, and Weekend Romance. And Jay gets to guess two things. You know, he gets to guess, first of all, who he thinks are, oh, are going to be in my top five. Guess yours. <laughs> well, you don't need to if you don't want to. No, no, I will, I will. I just, I, I, I forgot I had to guess yours. I remember I had to guess. You don't have to. I get to guess. It's not a question of having to. I get to. You get to. I get to. That's right. You yeah. get. Uh, so I, I had prepared the communal list. Did you really? I had Interesting. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. Well, uh, okay. I, I see it. I see it. I say I had. I have been preparing. <laughs> uh, what do you mean? You've been preparing. Uh, you've been you've been marking it down as as you've been listening. I know that there's always uh, a time to make notes during when during your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I, I, it's appreciative. You know, I, I do take that. that, that that's, that's very kind of you. Very nice. There we go. And uh, before we, like, I, in rebuttal to one of your off the beaten track stories recently, where you mentioned uh, that you have a Sam Malone esque black book list. It's, I wouldn't say it's a black conquest. book, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just want to say I have a similar Ooh. list. Mine is called My Wedding Certificate. Uh, it's, just my, it's just my wife's name. <laughs> <laughs> that's cheating that's cheating <laughs> uh, so your top five Meg Ryan performances yes. uh, this is tricky I have not watched any more Meg Ryan films uh, since we recorded so I am still at five uh, and I guess that your top five is not the same as my five that I have seen so only two, uh, only two of our movies. Meaning, it, absolutely, only two, right. two of our movies uh, intersect. That's very helpful. Okay, so I guess you probably don't have. Um, can't remember the name. Proof of Life on there. It's not, not a very good film. And apologies to Roger. Uh, let's see. I'm going to say five. Top Gun. Four. Uh, 
Sleeps in Seattle. Three, you've got Mael. Two, Joe versus Volcano. One, when Harry met Sally. Is that really what you think of me? I don't know. I know you, I'm, I'm guessing the one is correct. So I don't know what she's been good in. <laughs> okay, that, that is fair. That is fair. Oh, no. No. One, when Harry met Sally. Two, Courage Under Fire. Uh, then, yeah, so just, just throw Joe versus Volcano out the window. Put Courage Under Fire in there, number two instead. Interesting, interesting, Jake. Because I know you, I've heard you talk. I, about I was going to say, I was going to say, have you, have you listened to, you know, my comments about things I've, in order to give, give you, uh, you know, an idea as to where, where things are? Apparently, you have. You know, I when I said, oh, that's a great pick. I've listened to every episode of the show. Uh, yeah, this, well, but you've said that a bunch of times. To like, I've heard what nineteen different people, at least people, give their Meg Ryan lists. That's a lot of films to remember. Yes. <laughs> well, I, again, there aren't that many on the on the, on the list. I mean, we'll, we'll we'll go through the list uh, shortly, but you know, there there aren't that many on the list. So okay, well, that's fine. Okay, so my number five is when a man loves a woman. I forgot that one existed. That's right. That that's uh, you know, uh, Meg Ryan Oscar bait that didn't work. Um, you know, she she. Plays against type, you know. She's a a woman who has a drinking problem, and her husband tries to help her. You know, played by Andy Garcia. I'm a big fan of that movie. Okay. Um, number two. I'm uh, sorry, number four. Number four is Inner Space. So, that, oh, that's what we had in common. Yeah, yeah okay. I, I know Jay is okay. not a fan of Dennis Quaid, but he still likes Inner Space, so that's that that's great for me. But I think you like it because of Meg Ryan, not because of. Of Dennis Quaid. I mean, it was on my list because it was one of the five Meg Ryan films I'd seen. So. Yeah, but it was <laughs> it was your number two. Right, because I didn't really like the other three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, uh, understandable. All right, my number three was Sleepless in Seattle. Okay. My number two is Courage Under Fire. Good, good that you actually did your research there, Jay. Okay. I, I loved her in Courage Under Fire. I love the movie. I think it's a great movie. Um, and she she plays so much against type there, but it, but it works. You know, she's a very believable character, and also because of the nature of the movie, she gets to really show how great of an actor she is. Because in every one of those Rashomon type uh, scenes, she plays her character in a different way. You know, because like someone will say, "Oh, she was scared," and someone will say, "No, she was courageous," and someone would say she was. You know, she she was apathetic, whatever it is. So each time she had to play the character a little differently. So I I, I like the way that they did that in that one. And number one is obviously when Harry met Sally. So very good, Jake. You were you were very close. Top Gun is just off the. It was it was right below at number six. But but you know she unfortunately didn't have that much to. She was very memorable in it, but she didn't have very much to do with it. it was, you know, I, I've mentioned this before. I'm, I'm upset that they didn't bring her back for the second Top Gun, and they had to, you know, bring in a whole new character instead. You know, I think she would have been a little better, but I, I sort of understand the whole idea that, you know, Goose's son is even more distraught because he doesn't have either of his parents. So, yes, you know, I can I, I can understand from that perspective. I mean, did, do you know if Meg Ryan just didn't want to come back? I don't know. She, she didn't tell me. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't. Okay, fair she, enough. She didn't respond to my uh, to, to my. You know, emails, Twitters, phone calls, you know, everything that I, you know, tried to get in touch with her with. So, yeah. All right. So now we go to Jay's take on where 
what what are the top five movies that 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 were listed? Now uh, there were a total of twenty movies listed on this, uh, you know, throughout this podcast that people mentioned of Meg Ryan's that were that were listed somewhere on this uh, uh, chart of you know top fives. So that's, that's still pretty impressive. That feels like all of her movies. It's not all of her movies, but it's it's a lot of them. You know, I've I've seen more than twenty uh, Meg Ryan movies because I actually think I've seen all of them. Uh, because before I was doing before I did this uh, before I started this season, I made sure to go and sit and watch all of them. You know, because I, I every so often I have time to watch movies here and there. You know, so <laughs> uh, and a lot of them are not good. They're especially, I, I mean, she she had good movies in the eighties and nineties, and then after that, I I can't say there's any movie that I that I saw of hers that I said, wow, this was great. I think, like, You've Got Mail was the last one that I really enjoyed of hers. Oh, she has uh, 35 films, I just counted. Okay. Wait, 35 uh, films? Not or... counting archive footage. From... Or is it, like, TV shows also and stuff like See, that's one of the things that annoys me about IMDb. IMDb puts everything together now. You know, they used to have separate TV and well, That's why I went on Wikipedia. Uh... On Wikipedia, they separated, so I counted on there. I didn't count Maverick, because that's just archive footage. Right. Okay, so 35. So, you see, there are 15 that movies that, that, that don't appear here on this list. Yes, I would suggest skipping those films. Uh, probably. That would be my guess. Probably. Uh, okay, so my my prediction for the communal top five, I've got number five, Courage Under Fire. And number four, you've got Mail. Number three, Service of the Volcano. Number two, Top Gun. And number one, When Harry Met Sally. For Top Gun number two, I know it's only a small performance, but I think a lot of people would have had that lower down. And just that communal lower down adding up would have... Still. All right. Well, let me first tell you that both Top Gun and Courage Under Fire did not make the top five. I am surprised. Yeah. Okay. Um, top Gun. I'm going to regress. Okay. Courage Under Fire had 21 points, including the four it got from me, and uh, mm-hmm. Top Gun had 26. Okay. The next uh, uh, next movie with the most what has 27. Which what what would be your guess? Where would you go with 27? Uh, I, well, just looking at my list, I would I had You've Got Males being next. You are correct. Very good, Jay. Hooray. You got that right. You've Got Mail. All right, then, so what would be number four on the list with 29 points? Sleepers in Seattle? Yes. Yeah, okay. You see, this sort of takes away from the fun of it. They, they but, you know, but, you know, that that's Jay. You know, I, I would probably do the same thing. I've got no idea what the next two are. So I've got when Harry Met Sally number one, and then I don't know what oh, well, two films. Well, number are... two, number number two and three are both tied at thirty-one points. Okay, I one mean... of them being one of them being Joe versus the volcano. Okay, yep, uh, yeah. So I had that number three. So okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, and and then what's the other one? Uh, I genuinely have like City of Angels. I don't know. No. Interspace and Interspace. Oh, okay. It wasn't a, anyone's number one, but it still, you know, was able to. Uh, Joe versus the volcano had two uh, number ones. Right. But Interspace was able to tie it. And then when Harry met Sally, how many points do you think when Harry met Sally gets? Remember the point system. Just to let everyone know, the point system works that you know for every number five, you get one point, four, two points, three, three points, two, four points, and and one, five points. So how many I think points? With 19 guests and yourself, it could have a total of 100 points, I think. The 20 lists compiled here? 
Was it more than 20? Oh, no, because you had, you've had like multiple guests sometimes. So it's more than 100. There are 23. 23. Okay, so it could have up to 115 points. Uh, so of those 100, I reckon it's got, I'm going to say, an even 100. Okay, well, first of all, there are four people who don't have Winari Metalli on their list at all. The Fools. Possibly. <laughs> um, so I shouldn't say their names. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, and there are 12 people, including both of us, that have it as their number one. Okay. So okay. how many points did it get? 80 points. 80 points. Okay. That's that's respectable. Yes. Yes. All right. Moving along to our next uh, group of top fives, we have uh, Harry Burns Hunte. So we have the, uh, you know, Billy Crystal movies. So... What do you think my top five are going? Okay, so um, again, I haven't seen many of his films, uh, but I, I don't think you would have included some of the, the smaller roles that people uh, include. So I don't think you're going to have the, This Is Spinal Tap or Princess Bride on your list. Uh, so I th- I my guess is, uh, what are we going to have before my be here? Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to guess your number five is Parental Guidance, four is Monsters, Inc., Three city slickers, two analyze this, and one would be when Harry met Sally. Jay, once again, you are so wrong. <laughs> yeah, I figured I would be. Okay, you got you have two that are on my list. Okay, well, I look forward to finding out what the rest are. All right, so number five is Monsters University. I didn't okay. see. I like that one more than I like Monsters Inc. Yeah, that was on my list too. Yes, I know, I know, but that was that was your your number one. Yeah. Uh, then my number four is The Princess Bride, oh, okay. which was number two on your list. Basically, we're working backwards so far. <laughs> <laughs> my number three was Running Scared. Yes, okay. Which is such a fun movie. I'm 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 a big fan of that one. Uh, you know, Bill uh, Crystal, Gregory Hines. The, the the plot itself isn't that great, but it's just so much fun having the two of them there and their comedy antics that that go throughout the entire movie, which I think is great. My number two is City Slickers, and my number one is When Harry Met Sally. Of course. Of course, exactly. All right, so there were a total of 15 movies plus two extras that were listed by, you know, all of my guests. The top, which which movies do you think are the top five based on your okay. uh, your own work? <laughs> Based on me just listening to what people bring up the most on the show, I've got five Spinal Tap, four Monsters, Inc., three City Slickers, two When Harry Met Sally, one The Princess Pride. Uh, well, you're, you're, you're close there. Okay. Uh, okay. Spinal Tap I'll is not take it. on that list. Okay. okay. Um, so number five with 29 points is Analyze This. Okay. okay, and it has only one uh, top top slide on that one. City Slickers uh, is tied with Monsters, Inc. Both of them have 48 points. Now, what movie do you think has 67 points? When Harry Met Sally. Nope. Princess Bride. There you go. Princess Bride has 67 points, and 70 points is When Harry Met Sally. So When Harry Met Sally, basically, because of, because of me, it basically, you know, passed the threshold and won. Otherwise, uh, you know. But I don't think that that's too surprising that it's not that you know that when Hermitelli is the top on my list. But once again, there were uh, this time four people who didn't list when Harry Hermitelli as Billy Crystal's best uh, best work. 
So once again, that surprises me. But it's the way it is. <laughs> All right, now we get to the final of the three top fives that uh, that I've done for this season, and that's uh, Weekend Romance. So just to give you a, a little bit of a hint as to how many movies are on this list before you even try and guess my top five, okay, there are 71 movies on this list. Yes, uh, this yeah. isn't an easy one to predict. <laughs> Uh, yes. how, just, how many films got one point, or, or, only, or only mentioned by one person? Mentioned by one person will be more difficult to, to figure out. I mean, I could do it. It okay. would just take a little bit of time. Uh, I wasn't sure how your, your spreadsheet was set up. Okay, no worries. No, my spreadsheet uh, I can I can you know uh, you know it's it's in Excel, so I can I can sort it without a problem. You know, so you know how many of these have here? If we look at this. Actually, I can look at how many people, how many have only, you know, that their points are one through five, because the assumption is, I know, that's not true either, because someone has a four and a one. So there you go. That doesn't, that doesn't help either. Um, right. But uh, let's say approximately 52 of the movies have five points or less. Okay, I think that's the the best way to do that. Okay, I think that's the, the the best way to look at it, right? I mean, most of the the the, the points are are very they're very spread out here. You know, like the I mean, we'll we'll get to the top five in a second, but just so you know, the the lowest the the, the movie that was ranked number five on this list got twelve points. Okay, okay. so the, the numbers aren't going to be very high. But I yeah. first wanted to see if yeah. you can try and guess what, what my five are going to be. This feels like an impossible task, given okay. that you, you are a fan of rom-coms. There are so many. And for me to try and pluck out your top five. <laughs> um, okay, um, all right, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, so can you think of I'm anything just, besides When Harry Met Sally? What do you think? Just throwing it out there, what do you think might I know that you're, you're... So When Harry Met Sally, I'm going to guess is your number one. I'm gonna, I think your number two might be The Apartment, because you're a fan of The Apartment. Uh, serendipity might be in there. I think you've mentioned that you liked forgetting Sarah Marshall. Um, and while you were sleeping, I don't know. <laughs> well, again, okay. This time you got three out of five, so that's that's very good. Okay. I'm I'm very impressed. Very impressed. Hooray. Okay, so my number five was Four Weddings and a Funeral. Okay. Which I I love. You know, I'm I, yeah, I I'm not the biggest fan of British humor in general, but that movie is just hilarious. Okay. I, I'm, I'm giving it a that top five. It's in the top five of 72 movies that are listed here. Come on, you got to give me a little bit of credit on that one. Sure. <laughs> Don't worry. There's another. There's another half British one here. Okay. Number four is Forgetting Sarah Marshall. You were correct about that. All right. Um, okay. That I, I. That's just. I love that movie. I think it's it. It says so much about you know breakups. And it is like the that. best film to end with a Dracula musical, Muppet musical. I would love to see that full musical. Me too. The music is amazing, just for that one song, but still, you know, I would love to see that. Number three, you were correct, is Serendipity. Hey. A film I've never seen. Really? Yep. Okay. All right. I I love that movie. If, you know, it it would be something very far down on my list, but it would be on my list as something that I would want to do one day. I doubt I'll ever get. I doubt I'll ever get that far. So that's fine. I'm um, sure Mark will be up for talking about that one. See the fan too. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm trying to remember if Mark mentioned it. He probably did. Serendipity was listed by two other people, by Mark and Dana Nachman. There you go. There, there we go. And <laughs> I think Mark recently recently did an episode of movies, films, and flicks. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Right. Um, and then my number number two is Notting Hill. Okay, I was surprised. Yes, I I really enjoy that movie. I think it's great. It it shows the idea of how you know famous people can have real lives. Or not, you know, and I think Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts are great in that movie together. I'm not the biggest fan of Julia Roberts, but I really like what she did in that movie. Um, so that's why that's my number two. And my number one is When Harriman's Howard, as you properly guessed. It's as everyone probably guessed, because no. you've just done 96 consecutive episodes about it. There aren't that many people who listed it on their their list of favorite. No, I mean, as, every, as everyone listening probably guessed, it would be your number one. Ah, okay, that's favorite. true. All right, that's fair. You're right. The, the apartment yeah. is literally number number five and a half for me. It, it was something that I, I struggled with. <laughs> it was on my list, okay. and then I realized I had to bump it off, and I wasn't too happy about it. But, you know, what can you do? <laughs> so as I mentioned before, there are 72 movies on this list. Do you want me to go through the whole, the whole list, or it's not necessary? No. No, no I don't. Okay. <laughs> Anyone who wants to listen to that list, go back and listen to all the 95 episodes beforehand, or at least just the, the, the Friday episodes, and you'll be able to to hear what, what all those movies are. Okay, so at 12 points, uh, sorry, 12, uh, we have a tie for 12 points. Basically, there is no number five. It's two number fours. Uh, which two movies do you think will, will, will get there at only 12 points? Okay, so this is based purely on listening and what I think has come up most often. I think you're going to have Notting Hill and My Big Fat Great Wedding. Okay, we do have Notting Hill, but that's only obviously because I mentioned it now. Because yes, I just crossed. I crossed out just, the holiday and put nothing. It just jumped it up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. What What was the other one you just said? My big fat Greek wedding. No, that that's no. really low. Okay, I just know. Um, I know some people have mentioned it. My big fat Greek wedding was listed by two people. Each of them put oh, okay. it as number four, and it actually so it has a total of four points. Yeah. So well, yeah. that's just no. bad on my part. Yeah. That wasn't there. Um. And then you mentioned the holiday. The holiday. Got a total of six points. Two people put it at their number three slot. Okay. So, any other guesses on Uh, what what the other number four is besides Notting Hill? Pretty Woman. Very good. Good guess. Oh, okay. All right. Great. Okay. So, what is number three at 14 points? I had Pretty Woman number three. So, now I need to find something else to put there. Um, so it's not going to be serendipity because only three people said that. And they'll put it at one and two. I'll go with Love Actually. Love Actually was, is at nine points with tied with Why You Were Sleeping. The two that got nine points. Then I'll guess uh, About Time. No, that also is, that, is... That has at least five points. That has at least five points. I have a feeling it might only have five points. It has five points. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Uh, uh, Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Very good, Jay. You finally got it. Number oh, wow. At okay. 14 points, Groundhog Day. Uh, Groundhog Day has Which is on my one... alternative list. Okay. But that didn't count, so, yeah. 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 Groundhog Day has actually one uh, top slot. Only only one of our guests wanted that one there. Um, and I, I'm surprised. Was it Sean Jump? It wasn't even someone who did a podcast on, you know, <laughs> it wasn't Sean and, and it wasn't a bubbly. You know, the two of them. So that's Groundhog Day. Number, so what is number two 
on this list with 21 points. Is, is it a Meg Ryan film? No. Okay. Hmm. It's a Billy Crystal I movie. I don't. Oh, it's a Billy Crystal film. <laughs> uh, uh, America's Sweethearts? No. Oh, that movie was terrible. I finally saw it for the first time. I know. I was just trying to think of what other. Oh, Princess Bride. Princess Bride. Princess Bride. Yeah. With, with 21 points. Of course. Yeah. Which is also on my, my alternate list. And then we get yeah. When Harry Met Sally in the number one slot with 34 points. Oh, okay. I didn't have that one, but okay. Four people, including me, who listed it as their top movie. Two people listed it as their number two. And then three people listed it as their number four. So we get a total of 34 points for that. You'll, you'll actually be really happy when you listen to, you know, yesterday's episode, which I know you haven't yet because there's a reason for that. Because I'm not recording this the night before. You you have a movie that was listed there. One, one of the, Let's put it this way. A movie that you were potentially thinking of doing as a future movies by minute or movies by chapter or whatever you want to call it. Someone actually listed that. Twister, Twister is not a rom-com. I'm sorry. Well, no. you're going to have to listen to, 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 to Jason yesterday uh, explain why he thinks it is. <laughs> it, I mean, it's... it's no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to debate this now. It's not a comedy. There are comedic scenes, as there are in pretty much every film, but it's not a bloody comedy. Yes, well, as you'll see, as you'll see when you listen to yesterday's episode, as everyone has already seen, because they've already listened to it. Everyone but you has already listened to it before today. But it's like saying diehards are wrong. Most of his, once again, most of his choices are are very unique to him in all three lists. Uh, incorrect. Okay, okay, good to know. They might be incorrect, but they're no. I see. I don't believe in incorrect. You know, because it's not a debate. It's okay. it's a personal preference. Uh, if somebody comes up to me and says the twist is a rom com, I think they're incorrect. <laughs> okay, his Meg Ryan movies were When Harry Met Sally. It's the only movie you put on his list. Fine, if that's yeah. the only one he's seen, fine. That's right. No, he said he couldn't remember any of the others because it's been so long since he's seen them. Uh, yeah. that, that is a, a a fair opinion to have, I would say. Okay, that's fine. That, <laughs> completely. He had four movies listed for Billy Crystal. And the fourth one was Oscar host. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Letterbox might allow you to put that as a film. But... Some some people have less time to watch movies than than, than I do. Compared to yes, I think that's everyone. Right? Okay, <laughs> that, that's fair. That's, you know, maybe like Tarantino. A, season one, mm, that's true. There's there's a reason why you know my my uh, call sign is movie wrong. There's a reason for that. Yeah, yeah indeed. Yeah, I, I live up to that name. How's that? <laughs> for better or for worse. Yeah. Yes. Not many people have seen, you know, over ten thousand movies <laughs> and reviewed them. But I still, I still love the, the the fact that you know I have more movies that are still pending reviews than most people have on their entire site. I have like eight hundred and fifty movies that are waiting to be reviewed. I'd still suggest you just purge that list. I can't do that. I Not can't afresh. do it. I, I'm a completionist. I can't do it, Jay. Okay. I think you know me well enough to know why. <laughs> That's it, you know. But at least I'm not stopping in order to, you know, to to take care of that. Anything else you want to say about one uh, hair mentality, Jay? Anything that you've learned over the course of these the past 95 episodes that you wanted to bring up that you think might be interesting for 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 me to know? Well, I, it's just. Uh... This is something I have shared with you before, but this is just more more a comment. It's, it's a compliment for the film that sounds like a critique of your podcast. It's not. It's, this has been my my least favorite season of your show to listen to, uh, just because okay. of how uh, how well written and well drawn the characters of Harry and Sally are. And listening to you and your guests talk about them, it feels like I'm listening to kind of people gossiping about my friends. 
Like, I, I know, like, I feel like I know that's actually a compliment. So well. That's not why is that? Exactly. That's a compliment. That's, that's, what, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. It is a compliment. It just sounds like it could be a, a critique because it's my right. least favorite season. This is why. It's because, like, you saw, oh, it's about, oh, he did this because, like, like he stopped talking to her because he couldn't be following her. It sounds like you're talking about real people because they're so well drawn in the film. And I feel like I know them. This has just been like, not uh, uncomfortable is the wrong word, but like, it's bordering on that to listen to sometimes. Like, these are my friends you're talking about. I'm still talking about my friends. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That, Whereas that, the like, Die Hard or Greatest Favorites are like, uh, the Die Hard Greatest Favorites more like, hey, he's climbing the thing, he's four out of the thing, and they're digging. It's more the things that they're doing than the uh, the, the emotions and the romance. Right. I mean, this this movie does have the the, the most dialogue of the, the the four movies that I've done so far and you know including uh, the fifth one which i'm you know already more than a third of the way through recording so yes there this does have the most uh, dialogue this actually I, I remember i mentioned this when i was recording with jim when we were doing when we had the i think it was the, the split scene you know when right after they had sex yeah that i had four pages of dialogue for that one minute you know which was just amazing you know i I'd never never really had to deal with so much dialogue in a minute because four people were saying, talking for a minute all at the same time. That's right. <laughs> That's true. But hey, why not? It works. All right. No, I, I have a feeling that I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be revisiting the genre of rom-com uh, in the near future. You know, I have uh, a few seasons with, with ideas in mind of what I'm going to do, and uh, uh, that isn't on there right now. Until you circle back around for serendipity minutes. Maybe. Maybe. As I said, it might be a very long time from now. Okay. I know you have an idea more or less of, of what my plan is. You know, some of my guests might, some of my listeners might, you know, but uh, little by little, you know, at, at this point, I'm only announcing what the next season will be. I'm not working on the following one yet. Anything else you want to say about this movie, Jay? No, I, I, enjoyed... <laughs> I, have, I have enjoyed your coverage of it. I, it's a film I'd never thought I'd think about this deeply. And it's been insane to listen to. Uh, thank you once again for having me on for... Uh, for six episodes. Well, that uh, you, you you're there as the the bookends. Yeah, you, know, you get the, the the beginning and the end. So this is uh, gonna hit me again in two days. That's right. That's right. Okay. Now, how many? Here, I'm I'm gonna test you a, a little bit more again. Okay. How many minutes do you think we have discussed when Harry met Sally? Now, I'm taking into account that this oh, episode is probably an hour. Okay, so so I'll give you a little bit of leeway. Uh, so you and I have done it like five hours worth. Then. Just Something like that. I mean, our first, <laughs> our first episode was 74 minutes. Yep, I remember. Uh, so 96 minutes, reach my calculator. Uh, I'm going to assume... You can't do this in your head, Jay? Come on. I just, yeah. I know I can't, but I thought maybe you could. I probably could. Fine. Calculator thrown away. Uh, 96 <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, like my dog. Uh, yeah, he didn't like that. Uh, Ninety-six minutes, roughly, probably about forty minutes an episode. So what's that going to be? Four hundred. That's uh, three hundred and eighty-four minutes, and we'll chuck a few on top of that just because it's you. Uh, let's say four hundred and sixteen minutes. Four thousand no, one hundred sixty. I was going to say you. <laughs> <laughs> You left out a zero. You got to carry the one. <laughs> yeah. No. So no, not that many. So you're 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 off by a little bit there. We Was have three thousand eight hundred and forty. 
3,585 minutes. Okay. Wow. Okay. Which is a total yes, of 59 hours and 75 minutes, or 59 hours and 45 minutes, basically. It's 50, 59.75, you know, that type of thing. Um, and where do you think that, that compares with the other movies that I've done? Uh, well, I'm going to guess it's less than Die Hard and less than The Great Escape because those are much longer films. Uh, but probably similar to Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, another uh, appropriately length film. It's seven hours more than, than uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Okay. Okay. It's seven hours less than The Great Escape. And it is 20 hours less than Die Hard. Ridiculous. The Great Escape is an hour longer than Die Hard. Well, no, but then, okay, now we'll get to the second thing. What are the average, you know, how, what do you think the average uh, episode is? How long is the average episode of this movie? Do you want me to first tell you the averages of the other three? Nope. So for When Harry Met Sally, uh, you said it was 3,500 and something minutes. Oh, I divide that by 96. Uh, (laughs) um, So it's going to be about 37 minutes. That's very good, Jay. It's 37.34. There you go. Great. Excellent. Excellent, Jay. And it is right now the, these are the longest episodes of any of the four seasons on average, obviously. Okay. Okay. The the next one is basically it, it, each subsequent, uh, season, you know, my, my episodes just get longer and longer. Because when Harry Sally says 37.34, Die Hard was 36.2, Plain Shows Only Wheels was 33.8, and The Great Escape, the average episode, was 23 and a half minutes. It's called podcast creep. When your episodes get get longer and longer, the, the more you record. It is a term that actually exists, and it's something that I've, I've been trying to prevent. On, on the shows that I record, uh, often with failure. Oh, that's because you, a you real podcast term. with Mark. Yeah, well, <laughs> not always. Uh, the longest that's episode true. on Deep Within the Podcast did not have Mark on it. It was just me and Emily talking about Shark in Venice for an hour wow. and a half. You said it's called Podcast Creep? Yes, it's a term I've heard. I think it's. I, I just thing. did a search for it. I didn't come up with anything with it. It gives me all these podcasts okay. named Creep. Uh, oh. Maybe it's something I heard somewhere and then it's stuck in my brain and it means something else. Oh, well. Could be. No, I, I'm very curious to know what that's <laughs> called because obviously, obviously, you know, I, I have a problem with this <laughs> because I am doing that. <laughs> I mean, I wonder. I wonder if. I mean, uh, there's nothing wrong with a long podcast sometimes. No, not at all. Not at all. I, I mean, I, I, I hope, and I believe that you know that all the conversations that I've had, you know, over over these fifty, almost sixty hours of this movie, you know, have been interesting for people to listen to, and that's why they continue to listen. Let's hope. Yeah, I could be wrong. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll just have to keep hoping that. Um, and I can't, I can't give you the average yet for, for, for the next season because I, I, I do have 30 episodes uh, done, but still I don't have, don't, 
you know, they're, they're not edited, so I don't have the exact numbers. So, all right, so I want to, uh, at this point, thank all of my guests uh, this season. Uh, so thank you very much. I will, I will go in order and thank everyone. So thank you, Nick Rehack, Brian Lockhart, David Brooke, Brett Stillo, Alan Sanders, The Midnight Boys, Joe, Rob, and Duff. Thank you to Duncan Shields, Lisa Lehe, Jess Rogers, Heather Baxendale, Bubba Wheat, Todd Liebenau, Tierney Steele, Mark Hoffmeyer, Jim O'Kane, Sean German, Roger Wister, and Marcy Wister. Alan Sanders for stepping up a second time when, when I needed another guest, very short notice. Dana Nachman, Eric Jack Nash, Jason Sturchik, and obviously, thank you to my bookend, Jake Lewitt, who hey, you know, me. Helps, helps make this, this a lot of fun. You know, thank you for, for, for joining me for the first five episodes of each season and for the final episode to recap everything. I hope you don't just do this because, you know, for political reasons and that you, <laughs> and that you actually enjoy doing this. I do, I do. I, I have just been uh, tracking through the internet and I found there's a podcast called The Matinee Cast, uh, which they talked about podcast creep on there. That's where I read it. It's a, um, what was this? Uh, uh, like six years ago, and it's a term that's just stuck in my head since then. No, that's fine. I, again, I don't have a podcast a creep where a familiarity and a comfort sends the runtime of a given show climbing and climbing into longer runtimes as the podcast continues through the months. There we go. And do they say, do they say this is a good thing or a bad thing? It, it's it's the, the host of that podcast talking about how he's noticed it, so he's not commenting upon it. Nah. Yeah. Okay. That That is fair. That is definitely fair. All right, so um everyone who shouldn't be surprised at this point you know you, you have one day off uh tomorrow there will be no episode uh unless somehow someone uh you know one of the actors that i've contacted over this season or for the next season have contacted me and then i'll give a surprise episode but i highly doubt that within the short time we have until then uh that will happen but if it does why not? You might you might get surprised, but you probably will not have another episode tomorrow. But please come back on Monday, because Monday we'll be starting Season 5, which will be Die Hard 2, which is obviously I not to... a surprise to anyone who has been listening to this season, because I've, I've mentioned it quite often. For Thank you all for listening. Thank you for you know coming back on a, a daily basis, five days a week, sometimes a little more, you know, to, to have to, to, to listen to what I have to say, along with my guests, about... Uh, when Harry met Sally. Uh, like I said, I hope you all enjoyed it, and I hope to, to have you all come back. Please, you know, feel free to always, uh, you know, send me feedback. It could be positive feedback, it could be negative feedback. Either way, you know, I, I I did have an episode that someone sent me feedback right after the episode, and I went and and did an amendment to the episode and added an extra, I think, ten minutes to that episode in order to correct myself because I had apparently gotten something wrong. So feel free to let me know if you think I got something wrong. And uh, I'm, I'm willing to own up on it. I don't ex I don't uh, at any point think that I'm an expert on every single subject that I, that I discuss here. So feedback from my listeners is always helpful. So Jay, thank you very much for, for joining me. Do you want to tell people where they can find uh, Jay Cluett? Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Uh, so as you mentioned at the top of the show, I host uh, Deep Blue Sea, the podcast, where my co-host Mark Offermar and I have gone through all the Deep Blue Sea trilogy, scene by scene. We're looking at Deep Blue Sea adjacent films, like one per episode, or Deep Blue Scenes, which is a scene in a film that's like Deep Blue Sea in some way, like the, it's in Jurassic Park that has water in them, that kind of thing. 
Uh, Connor, the podcast, we've almost finished. We're, we only have like five episodes left to record. Uh, wow. Which isn't, isn't a week's worth, that's a month's worth for us, but we'll be done in July is the plan. And then we're going to focus more on Deep Sea. And uh, I do. I host Lampity over on the Lambcast, which is movie trivia based on Jeopardy. Busy his season is a little up in the air in terms of what, when it's being recorded and when it's being released. It's, it's less frequent than I'd like. That's well, come on, we're in May and we've had one episode fun. so far. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, uh, you know, one one every five months. Oh, that works. That's fine. Uh, Life versus Film was my personal site. Not a lot tends to happen there, especially in the middle of the year. Come back in December or January. Uh, yes. And you can January find me on Twitter. You, you'll get Jay's uh, <laughs> my, my, you know, mid- New Year's resolutions. You tend to get the resolutions in like mid February sometimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Life versus Film is my my Twitter at J A Y C L U I T T is my Instagram Jake Lewitt. And I guess that's about it, really. Yeah, find me online. I'm 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 around. All right, great. And uh, while you're doing that, please go rate, review, and subscribe on any podcatcher that may be listening to this show. And finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Movie Around Minute. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. And you can find me on my website, uh, movieroundminute.com. And I think this is also another great point in the show to to once again give a shout out to the Movies by Minute community, um, which is you know what basically started me off on this uh, and started Jay also. And a lot of my guests who have their own Movies by Minute podcasts were started by the whole idea of doing things Movies by Minute, so, uh, largely because of uh, Pete and Alex, uh, Pete and Alex who, who do the Star Wars Minute. Uh, there are currently, if you go to the website Movies by Minute, there are currently 235 movies listed there uh, that are Movies by Minute podcasts. Uh, you can go there, find maybe your, your favorite movie. Uh, also, besides listening to my show and to Jay's show, you can then listen to these other shows. And uh, if for some reason, as, as our good friend uh, Jim O'Kane always likes to say, if you don't see your favorite movie on that list, so why don't you go ahead and start your own podcast? You know, many of us uh, are are who who are a little more experienced doing this are, are willing to help out, willing to, to give advice when needed. Uh, there is a Facebook group for the Moves by Minute community that you can get uh, get get into to to get get tips on how to do it and you know what software to use and what programs to use and and also to to get guests if that's what you need. So I think it's a great place to you know to to. If you're a person who likes uh, listening to movies by minute. All right. So until that, that's it for this season. So uh, I want to once again, thank Jay for, for, for joining me. Thank you for having me. And I will be back on, on Monday with surprise, surprise. My guest will be Jay Cluett all week. So you get one, you get a break of me and Jay tomorrow. And then uh, Monday we'll be back and you'll get us all the way through Friday where we get to talk about the first five minutes of Die Hard 2. So until Monday, I'll have what she's having. I've enjoyed having what she's had. Gave me a thrill with all your faults. I love you still. It had to be you. Wonderful you. Had to be you.